Oh, wait, you didn't count down. That's okay. Keep going. We can edit that. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, wait, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So you know how guys get this stereotype, especially you get a couple dudes together. It's like, and if they go out or if they're hanging out, you know, it's like, oh, well, they're at they're they're at a strip club or you know they're out at some bar, or, you know, they're out playing pool till three in the morning. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, sir. Sean, let's you know we're going to be hinting on some conspiracy theories here in a minute, and I would like to name that a conspiracy theory because, sir, if you would please. Tell the world what we really do. What we, you and I, a podcast. Well, <laughs> well, nowadays, yeah, that's what we do. Is we're doing a podcast when we're out and about hanging out. But like, what do we do when we're just like hanging out? We talk about music. Uh, we eat food. Yeah, we eat food. Well, Try drinks, different drinks. Make each other laugh. Yeah, but like we do some random shit. Every, what were we doing a few minutes ago? Every once in a while, something random. But, um, well, how did it start? You, you, sh- you know, show- you started it. No, 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 because you started it with Chester Bennington. Yeah, but that was because we were talking about. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah I guess I did start it. All right. <laughs> do we so, want to stop right there? No, 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 no. We we can talk about this. All right. So hold on one second. Two screws, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Chris at Sean. Ha ha, I beat you to it. Oh, yeah, you got me. All right, so uh, this person that I'm talking to, uh, yeah, we'll just go that way. This person that I'm talking to likes karaoke and uh, wants to sing karaoke with me. <laughs> I'm, I am not a singer by any means. So I decided... That I was going to do a little bit of research because I'm not going to make a fool of myself. Or I'm going to try not to. So I'm going to actually put some effort into it. So today, (laughs) I know. So today, I decided that I was going to um, YouTube vocal coach and learn learn how to sing so I, I don't sound like an ass. I guess that's really what it came down to. Let's rewind the clock back three months. What was it that I told this podcast about you when it comes to like if we go to a restaurant, we eat a dish that we enjoy or if we have a drink that we enjoy or whatever, what is it that you have to do? You then have to replicate it, right? Yes. So if I'm a single guy and some chick tells me, hey, I want to go do karaoke, I'm probably going to go out there. I'm going to do the worst rendition of Bulls on Parade. I'll tell you what I'm not going to (laughs) do. I'm not going to go out there and try to sound like the next Paul McCartney proceeds her. Well, I mean, I, I just, you don't know how to half ass anything. Well, here's the thing is that I, I like, I sing in the shower. I sing in my truck. Yeah. Right. I sing in front of my girls. Yeah. And 
they've even said that there's times with some bands that I sound really good. Can now, I ask which bands? Uh, no. Okay. So now, <laughs> so, <laughs> to make the short story longer, um, I'm, I don't know how to sing. Like, I'm just like the average Joe, right? So when I decided, you know, I'm, I, I want to learn a little bit more about it. This person that I looked up talked more about breathing than anything, which I didn't know that some breathing is really, obviously breathing is important, but a certain type of breathing is more important when you're singing. And I didn't know that. And that if you are actually using that type of breathing, you save your vocal cords. Did not know that. But it was interesting because I was practicing this song that we're going to eventually do someday. Not, not you and I, but the, the <laughs> song that we, as we can attempt it if you want. Eventually is going to happen. Um, yeah, you, you sing the chick part. I'll sing the guy part. Okay. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, it made the singing actually a lot easier in the truck. I was like, I was kind of blown away by it. So I found it to be shocking, uh, very informative, and I really liked it. And the singing became a little bit easier. So I thought it was really interesting. You're talking about diaphragm breathing, yeah? Yes. I learned that in church of all things. You know, it's it's funny because I'm I'm sitting there in my truck going, ha, 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 ha. Working from the diaphragm and, and study your ha, 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 you know, which is strictly vocal cords. So it was really, really interesting. And I had a totally different sound from when I just sang through my vocal cords as opposed to breathing and singing through my diaphragm. So weird. Yeah, Never in a million years. I discovered that I am not a good singer, nor do I know how to breathe properly, apparently. Because ever since I was in elementary school, I always liked acting and plays and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I'm a ham. Go figure. But like, you know, when I was, you know, I'm in a cow. <laughs> Brand these calves. When I was in uh, like junior high and high school, I did Shakespeare. I did a few good men. You know, I've done a few things. You've done a few good men. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you just came out and said that, and I was like, really? Yeah, I don't even think the delete button's gonna fix that one, folks. <laughs> You're never gonna let that one down. I have. I acted as the character. Um, Daniel Caffey, as portrayed by Tom Cruise in the film Few Good Men, I portrayed that character in theater. I've done a few good... You know what? Touche. <laughs> we haven't even had a sip yet, folks. It's coming. But, excuse me, but we have not had a single sip yet. This is just raw. We haven't talked in a couple weeks catching up. But anyway, when I was, you know... I think I was out of high school. We, you know, my, my local church, they did Christmas plays. And so I was like, yeah, I'll act in one because it was a comical role. Little did they tell me it had a singing part to it. I'm like, great, I don't sing. So they literally had a voice coach for a choir director. She was actually a good friend. But she was trying to teach me how to breathe. And one of the things that she does is she, you know, she'll, come up behind you and I'm not trying to sound all skewy that's what she said so just let's be honest here for a second folks you know these kind of things happen not everything's inappropriate when a woman comes behind you and puts her arms around you oh 
Yeah, that happened. But anyway, she puts her arms around me and she makes a like a fist, puts it in her left hand, and she puts it like right above my belly button, and like she starts to squeeze, and she says, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, like go with, you know, the resistance. If you feel resistance, like, you know, breathe in, and when you feel the resistance loosen up, breathe out, type thing, and. I looked like something off a of Dumb and Dumber. Like, <laughs> I sounded like a fucking gorilla. <laughs> oh, my God. Long story short, you had the short story long. Long story short, they cut out my singing part, and they made it like a group singing type thing. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little close to the mic on that. I was passionate about it. I did not want to sing. I was tricked. Please proceed with your story. Well, anyway, I was telling you about this, and then that's when you pulled up this this vocal coach who was watch uh, watching a video of Chester Bennington um, singing. And how she I was, found that, I have no idea, and but she I was did find it. Critiquing um, how he was singing and how she was actually really impressed on his clarity of his voice, knowing that you know he's he growls when he sings or he's did. a screamer. Yeah. Skew. So then I immediately went to, I want to hear her critique David Draymond on Sound of Silence. Because obviously, I, I think there was multiple people that have critiqued him on that as far as vocal coaches go. But she was very, very, very thorough with Chester Bennington. So I wanted to hear what she said on David Draymond. What's the statute of limitations on admitting you had a beverage in a vehicle? I don't I don't think it matters as long as you weren't caught. Do you remember the first time that I heard that song? Uh, no. We were in a parking lot of a fast food establishment and you had a cooler. Fast food, really? Yeah, Wendy's. Really? Yeah, we were eating Baconator fries. What Wendy's? Santan. Not not Santan the city, Santan the mall. Over by Costco. Yeah, we were in the parking lot, and you huh. had a cooler that had some orange juice and another, it was a dark-colored liquid uh, that yes. you would put in the orange juice. Maybe like an almond flavor? It, it, it had some almond notes to it. Okay. But anyway, we, we drank orange juice and ate Baconator fries. And he said, dude, you have to listen to this. And we watched a clip of Conan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where he first performed it live. Yeah, that was the very first time I ever heard them do that song. David okay. Draymond being from Disturbed, not, not the typical song you expect to hear from him. Right. Anyway, so she had a, a voice critique on said song. And me and you were circled around your kitchen island like a couple of kids watching Looney Tunes on a Saturday morning in 1984. Until the commercial came on. And then we got pissed. Yeah. Anyway, it was really good. It was a great video. And it was awesome to see because she was astonished. It would be the um, best way that I could describe her reaction to his singing. This was like an 18-minute video that had us completely captivated. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what men do, is they do the most random, innocent, thoughtless stuff. Yeah, very much so. Pretty much. Yeah. But we had fun. It was fun. Let's I, do a shot. 
What we got here? This is our review this week. What do you got? I have no idea. You made it. <laughs> I, I did make it, and I forgot what I did. Um, no, I, I didn't forget. I need to... So this is like something you just whipped up. So this is a concoction that you developed in your laboratory. Uno momente, uh, por favor, I... I'm trying to guess the... The, the alcohol type in it by smelling. Uh, I can't make it out. <laughs> okay. It is... It's called the Howlerhead Banana Drop. Okay, I smell that now. I do smell the Howlerhead. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready, sir. Let's do it. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, sir. Hmm. That's something. Tasty. That's different. Got a little bit more. Got to finish it off. This one might be a little watered down. There's ice in there. Yeah, I still got to drive home. Go halfway, right? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, it's tasty. Oh, mine fell. What, all I'm away. trying to figure out. So there's definitely citrus in there. Yeah. Hallerhead whiskey, which I like. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, it was oh, a little better. I like the second one better. Yeah, I had a little bit. was watered down a little bit. Yeah. So, Howlerhead, for those of you who don't know, that's that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. banana whiskey. It was really good. What else? What? What? So, it's a lemon drop. So, did you add like a liqueur or did you add like lemon? I had lemon. So, that's Howlerhead and lemon? Howlerhead, lemon, simple syrup. Simple syrup. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. That's a winner. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I definitely like it better with uh, a little bit colder. The first one wasn't as cold. Yeah, that doesn't need to be a shot. That needs to be served in like a martini glass. Speaking of. Yes, you you had some extra Howlerhead, so you made a, uh, this, is this a Sean concoction or is this uh, something else you saw on like no, TikTok? No, th- that, that is a Sean concoction. It, and it it's, it's quite simple. Pun intended? No, it really is. No, it's delicious. Like, I've been sipping on this thing for a while now. Mm. I like it. Yeah, that that's Hollerhead. It's um, aromic bitters, the uh, orange bitters, and then some simple syrup. Yeah, it has this... Uh, and then they threw a cherry in there. Yeah, it, it has an old-fashioned-esque taste to oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's... That's fantastic. It's Honest, pretty smooth, actually. It, yeah, it, it honestly, I think it, it I got to figure out what I'm kicking out of the top five. <laughs> how, how is it that every single time I'm making something, you're adding it to the top five and kicking something out? Well, the last one I had by you, I, okay, I yeah, had yeah. it. No, I understand. <laughs> you're not a coconut fan, and that's fine. I don't mind coconut, but that was pretty coconutty. Oh, well, I mean, I, I love coconut. Though. No, I, I like it when you get all curious in there. Um, God, what do I want to kick out? So number one is still gonna be the um, old fashioned. Which one? Uh, the one with Forrester that you made. Oh. We got the espresso martini up there. We got, and in no particular order, you got the Caucasian peanut butter thing. Oh yeah, that's one of my favorites. You got the the white tea. And the yeah, the white tea, the green tea, the green tea, 
I think I kicked out. Kicked the, out the cake. I kicked out the cake. I think I'm going to have to kick out probably, ooh, probably the green tea. I'll keep the white tea. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The white tea's really good. The the simple Sean is what we'll call this. Simple Sean. The simple Sean. I'm digging it. Yeah, it's a good drink. Mm. All right, sir. So, catching everybody up, uh, we did a bonus episode that was me talking about wrestling for five hours and five minutes with a couple of my friends. Wrestling. Wrestling. All things wrestling. Good news about that is I didn't have you sitting to the left of me looking at TikTok videos of midgets. That's true. <laughs> or falling asleep. <laughs> or falling asleep during my wrestling talk. The bad news is it was five hours and five minutes. So I feel sorry for the people who really wanted to hear that episode because it's going to take you a couple of days to catch up on that one. But I had a good time with it. Uh, you were missed. Tell us, good sir, where'd you go? <laughs> You've had a couple of adventures since we've last my, heard from my, you. My, my life isn't that interesting. It, it really isn't. Okay, if you listen to this podcast and you heard what the last 10 days of your life looked like, somebody would fail to disagree. Um, okay, we're going to go back two weeks. I guess we'll go with uh, I bought a car. We, we, we did talk about that. This was before you picked the car up. Okay. So you've since gone on the trip. Tell us about the trip. How did that go? Picking oh, that, it up. It actually was good, man. Just drove straight out to Semi Valley, and um, I was shocked at the condition of the car. Because initially, I mean, the pictures look good, right? But the pictures just didn't do it justice. Right. So... Getting the car, I was floored, especially for the price that I, I stole that thing. I really stole it from the guy. No but numbers, because no, you know that's no personal. Numbers. But yeah, do you, do you think that the guy was satisfied? I know they were because they jumped on the price right away. Well, it, it, let's put it this way: um, the way that it goes, I'll, I'll just kind of give an overview. So. He had a number, and I really lowballed them, right? Um, just, just thinking there was something wrong with the vehicle, and if I lowballed it, I'd have money to fix it up. Um, they came back to me and said, "Thanks, but we already have somebody who's willing to purchase it for a thousand under our asking price." And I said, "Great, congratulations. Hope it all works out. Good luck." Their response was. If it falls through, we'll let you know. Sure enough, bam, fell through. And I was really like, eh. Because she came down in price even more, lower than what the other person was going to buy it for, and said, would you be willing to do this? And I said, uh, honestly, I've already got a Model A. I don't need another one. So <laughs> it was one of those things where I was just like, I, you know, I figured there's something wrong with the car. And she right away responded and said, no, we take it out on the weekends and we go to clubs, have coffee with our friends and we drive the car. And I was like, well, dang. I said, well, honestly, you know, it, it just it's for me, I wasn't really looking to spend more money, like right. kind of sticking w- with my guns. So she goes, let me talk to my husband. She comes back and says, is there any way you can come up any any amount? Come up a little bit? 
And that's where I ended up saying, well, let me, maybe I can scrape together another grand, you know. Anyway, it ended up that I, she agreed to it right away with her husband, I guess. And I immediately was like, shit, I got to go get this car. <laughs> like, I just bought You got to get a car in California in a place where I'm very familiar with it, but I can't go with you. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, shit, I can't believe I actually bought a car. Like, I, that wasn't the intentions. It was kind of just one of those, ah, I'm just going to throw a number out there. Never thinking that it would ever accumulate to anything. And I, I guess I got called on my bluff in a sense. But I, I got nothing to complain about. The car's amazing. So got the car, put it on the trailer. Uh, I, I brought a friend of mine with me. He's got family in L.A. And so I stayed in L.A. for the night. Um, nice. It's a great place. And then literally drove out there, picked up the car, um, Tried something amazing that I want to talk about. Yes, well, it, after the story, because I, I, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. Okay. It, it was it was my dinner. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we love talking about food here, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, yeah, we ended up going to his brother-in-law's house, watched some of the L.A. watch Dodgers a little bit. And then uh, on Friday, that yeah, was you the watched them get their asses kicked. No, that was their home opener. On Friday, yeah, that was game two in no. Arizona. Oh, it was the week before. Oh, yeah, yeah, we won that game. Yeah, it was the home opener, and uh, yeah, yeah, we won that, that game. That was Thursday night. Yeah, we won that game. Yeah, so watched that, and then just kind of passed out. Woke up the next day, started the car. Uh, not knowing how to start the car because there's five things you need to do <laughs> to start this car up. It's did the dude explain that to you? So he did. But, you know, when you explain something to somebody once, especially when there's five things that you have to do, like there's four things and then you hit the button to get it started. And it's just I couldn't remember. everything. You reckon they did that in the 30s the same way or is it changed? Because like there's been a. Very little modification to it, but is it enough modification to add more steps to actually starting the car? What do you mean? I don't know if I follow you. You looked like you were playing Tetris to start this car, and you did it like you came by Friday night and you dragged me and Steph out in our in our flip flops, yeah, to go on a ride in this thing. First thing, Steph, because you know her ears are a little sensitive to loud sounds like that, so she's like, "Oh, I want to go. It's such a pretty car, but you know, is it loud?" And like she gets in it, and like surprisingly. Very, very, very quiet. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a flathead four-cylinder. It's. I think she was thinking of your rat rod. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. thing's loud. That thing's stupid loud. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's straight headers. But yeah, no, like we had a very nice, it was a very nice ride. Very comfortable. Yeah. But when you were starting this thing in my driveway, you, I mean, you looked like you were playing Tetris. Like, you know, you were turning the... You know, the, the L-shaped thing this way. Then you return in like the three-prong thing with the little nipple coming out this way. And then you bring so the line straight down that way. It's it's really, it's crazy. And and you could Google it. But on, on the steering column, there's two levers. On the left side, you have your timing. You can actually adjust your timing on the fly. So you have to adjust your timing before you start the car. And then on the right side of the steering column is another level, which is your throttle. 
that actually will adjust your gas pedal up and down, but that's your throttle so that you're giving more gas to the carburetor, right? Right. Um, after you do that, you put in your key, you turn your key on. The key doesn't start anything. It just turns on the power, okay? Then you reach over to the passenger side where there is the choke. Now, the choke, you ha can turn the dial, which you normally turn it about half to three-quarter. I just kind of leave mine there. But you pull the choke out as you then reach forward above the brake and hit this little um, like stainless steel button in the floor, which is the starter. Once that thing starts to turn over and you hear it choke a little bit, yeah. like a little give a kick like the engine's going to start, you let go of the choke, and then the engine starts. You have to hurry up and lower your timing so that it doesn't start backfiring, and then you slowly move your throttle up which actually lowers your throttle and makes it so that it runs a little more smooth. And this is a manual transmission. So you, I'm, I'm assuming you start this thing out in neutral. Yes. And then, you know, from there you, you drive it like a normal car-ish. Well, not the original. Mine was modified. I have a 1985 Chevy Blazer transmission in it. So it's a five-speed transmission, clutch has synchros. It's fantastic. Very easy to drive. Okay. What was it? Like, what's the, like, I guess, the, the original? So the original was a three-speed, and they're very difficult because there were no synchros back then. So you are either grinding gears, trying to shift between first, second, third, or you have to match the revs. Now, there's no RPM or anything like that, but you kind of have to match the revs as you're going in between gears you want to match it so that you can shift in between it's very very difficult okay so but like on this 1985 blazer so like this is like a traditional american you know manual transmission so you got your yeah. clutch disc you got your throwout bearings you mm -hmm. got your pressure plate all that yep. stuff yes okay so like nothing fancy about that once you drive it well actually it makes it really easy to drive okay so it's that's what really sold me on it was knowing that it's just your standard clutch and it's not something that's just difficult and hard. So um, really, really had me excited. Okay, so that night or the next day, whatever you said it was, you started it up. Oh, yeah, backfired the heck out of it because I, I threw the uh, timing the wrong way. Now, was this while you were in Whittier or have you... Or is this yeah, that was Whittier. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was something. <laughs> anyway, so that day we ended up just driving straight home. At what? So picked it up on Thursday, came home on Friday, and then uh, you had a volleyball. No soccer. Yeah. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, had a soccer game with my kids, um, and after the soccer game, my brother was out here with his family, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his son has autism. He's 17 years old, and he just couldn't keep his hands off the car. And he ended up being inside, and he ended up breaking one of the, uh, what the hell is that called? I forgot what the it's called. window? The, the roller? Yeah, the window handle. Yeah. The roller downer. Yeah, the roller downer. Broke one of those. Didn't even have the thing home 24 hours. I already had a broken part in it. Not the kid's fault. 
But you'll you'll send a bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the kid's fault. But my brother's definitely getting a bill for it. <laughs> Hands down. Man, twenty four hours. That sucks. That reminds me of a truck that I bought. You remember that truck that we went downtown Nashville in? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the truck that I bought off your uncle. <laughs> that <laughs> That's was funny. You that got bad luck with windows. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. Hey, Chris, I'm buying this truck off your uncle. Go pick it up for me. Okay. And so I go pick it up for him. Yeah. And then I'm on the way back. Nicole's with me. And she's in the back just chilling, minding her business. We're in the middle of the desert. And all of a sudden, the window on the passenger side just decides... I'm going to roll down now. And I'm like, I didn't hit the button. <laughs> and then I went to go roll it up and go, kruh, 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 kruh. and I was like, fuck. <laughs> that happened to two windows. Because when you showed up, there was two windows that would not go up. <laughs> like, man, you want to talk about rotting. <laughs> and this is a fun conversation to have because I'm actually about to buy a truck from that same uncle. <laughs> Yeah, I hope your windows roll up. <laughs> you're just going to break them just to be an ass. Because <laughs> you're going to be with me when I go get it. <laughs> oh, man. That was fun. <laughs> anyway, so you get home on Friday. What happens on Saturday? Uh, I take an Uber to the airport and uh, fly out to Vegas. You just got back from Vegas, so... Do do tell, sir, what uh, what was this uh, trip purposeful for? It was my daughter's twenty second. Well, she had celebrated her birthday like a week before, but we couldn't we couldn't figure out um, we couldn't work out a time, so we ended up going uh, last week. That just worked out for both both of us. So she wanted to celebrate. We were supposed to celebrate her twenty first birthday in Vegas, but. It, the timing of everything, some family issues, it just, it didn't work out. So we did it this year instead. And, uh, it was myself, my daughter and her best friend. So the three of us hopped on a plane, flew out to Vegas and, uh, I relived some of what I was doing there, uh, three weeks to a month prior. Yeah. So the things that you didn't necessarily do wrong, you did right. You, you, you learned how to make them better. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I was sitting on the couch with Steph. Okay. We were watching TV. And she's getting text messages from Alyssa. Plates oh. of food are being shown. Oh, okay. There's other pictures. <laughs> but let's just go with the plates of food. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Oh, okay. So that was... Well, the first night, we ended up doing the Ding Tai Fung. No, and it's the Come One Fuck or... So, so this place I went to before, and I, I'd never been to it, but um, because I was there, I, I kind of knew what we wanted, you know? And so ordered a ton of dumplings, ordered some pot stickers, and I'm just like, we want two of these. And, you know, I knew Alyssa likes spicy food. I like spicy food. I was like, we're going to want two orders of these. And, and I said, and then there's the dessert, these chocolate dumplings. We're going to want two orders of those. And. And she immediately just like, like I'm a kid, right? Grabs and she, we don't need to get all this. And I was like, well, trust me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to want to get all this. And she's like, no, okay, no, no. Only one of these. You You're know, talking about Alyssa. Yeah, okay. Alyssa's saying this. She's like, no, only one of these. Dad, we're getting a lot of food. And I said, 
you you don't understand. I've been here before, <laughs> and it, it was pretty. <laughs> I'm fresh. a professional child. <laughs> yeah, I I've been here before, and believe me, I know what we can accomplish here. But she didn't. She didn't believe me, and so she crossed off a couple things. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. I said because when we're all done, you're gonna sit there and you're gonna want more. I guarantee it. <laughs> huh. Stubborn meets stubborn. So. <laughs> Exactly right. The apple did not fall far from that tree. I know. So sure enough, we're eating, we're eating, enjoying everything. Their eyes are rolling to the back of their head because they're just just annihilating and enjoying what we're eating, right? And uh, we get done, and the waitress comes by, and she's like, how was everything? And then this is before she brings out the dessert, right? And she was like, so good. Can we get another order of the, the spicy, <laughs> the spicy dumpling? And she's like, "Yeah, all right. You guys really liked it, right?" So of course we got another order, and then we annihilated that order. And then uh, she's like, "Do you want me to bring out the the dessert, which are these chocolate dumplings?" Um, I don't know how to explain it, but I watched them make it. They take these chocolate frozen balls, basically, and then they wrap them in a dumpling. And then they steam them, and all that chocolate melts. Melts, okay. Right? So when you bite into it, it's just this gooey chocolate with a steamed dumpling. So would you describe the outer? The dumpling is not crunchy because it's only steamed. So it's like a um, like a pot sticker. As long as that pot sticker's not fried, yeah. Okay. So an almost noodle-like. Kind of. Like a lasagna noodle. You were going to have to go because yeah. you're going you're gonna to shit a brick. You really will. But I love pot stickers. So dude. you'll love, you'll really love this place. And I love sauces. Yeah, you'll freak. So especially, man, you're going to have to take some medicine. The chili one is <laughs> so good. But anyway. Um, I am on uh, two different medications for said condition he's referring to. <laughs> I will make sure both are with me. But what, is this in the uh, Aria? Yeah, this is an aria. So, come some fuck or whatever? Din Tai Fung. Din, uh, Din D-I-N, Tai, T-A-I, Fung, F-U-N-G. Oh, Ding Tai Fung. Okay. Ding Tai Fung. Cool. And and it's cool because when you when you walk in, you actually see them making everything. They just have this huge glass room where they're just showing all the chefs making everything that you're about to annihilate. Okay, so that's aria. Where's your hotel at? That you, Which one did you go to? Hang on a sec. So this, uh, when, when we got the chocolate, um, dumplings, I, I, there was one thing that I forgot, uh, until right before she brought it out and I was like, well, wait, we need the cream. Ah, the cream. She's like, oh, okay. The creme. The creme. Yeah. So we got this little glass bowl of cream and then you take your chocolate dumpling and you just dip it in the cream and then you just pop that fucker right in your mouth and uh, at that point your life pretty much ends because <laughs> there's there's nothing that amazing that you'll ever have until you go to a place called Hell's Kitchen right which yeah. is on another level yeah Okay, so you're at come some fuck. Yeah. Do you some, 
come some fly. Yeah. Come some come fly. Okay. Yeah. Do you have um like do you pregame a little bit there? Do you have drinks with? Do you have dessert drinks? I didn't drink at all because I really the last time I was there I ended up drinking something where they had some edible flour or whatever and it was all okay. Nothing nothing that I sat there and was like, man, this was amazing. But water, we, please. We did sit at a bar beforehand and had a couple drinks before we went to it because we got there kind of early. So we took that half hour to, you know, have some snacks at, at one of the Aria bars and then um, have a couple drinks there. Okay, but this is just like a normal bar. So nothing to write home about. No uh, weird it, drinks. No. No, I think I just had like espresso martinis. And, okay. Yeah. All right, so you're done with dinner. Uh, you stayed at um, Bellagio? No, I stayed at the Bellagio the first time, and they didn't they didn't clear my points from staying at the Bellagio, so I couldn't use my, my rewards again to stay there. So I ended up um, trying to find something on the strip that was cheap and wasn't too nasty, and I actually got a really great deal at Excalibur. Oh, the um, the King Arthur's Court gimmick. Yeah, so we ended up staying at Excalibur. Uh, part of the reason why, too, is because it's connected to the Luxor. Yeah. And we were going to see Chris Angel. So it was nice to be able to just go right across the, the bridge and right into the Luxor. Well, that's a nice little spot because you've got Mandalay Bay, then Luxor, then um, I call it King Arthur's Court. Sorry. And then across from yeah, across from it's New, New York, York, New York, and yeah. then like T-Mobile Arena is behind that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a nice area. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, it's towards the end of the strip, but you I go mean, across the street, MGM Grand, Tropicana. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. So there. I mean, we ended up a lot of our time was spent around the Bellagio, the Caesar's Palace. Um, we went to. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Chris Angel Luxor. That's wrong. It was Blue Man Group at Luxor. Chris Angel's at uh, Planet Hollywood. Right. Okay. All right. So that's night one. Yeah. Night one was just uh, eating at uh, Din Tai Fuck. Dim, come some got, fuck. Now you got me saying some of that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was night one. And then the next day, we didn't really do anything. During the day. Did um, she go gambling? I did give them money to gamble. Like like slots or cards or... I just... I, I gave them some money and I said, listen, because here's what happened. Um, other times that I've gone to Vegas, I've lost with my own money every time. But then somebody gives me money and I win. It's always been that way. Um, and one time I won big on 100 bucks that somebody gave me. So, um, that's what I wanted to do. So I just gave them some money and said, listen, take my money and go play because hopefully you'll have the luck that I've always had. And Alyssa just, hers just died out right away. But her friend Mariah actually won money. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she was just like, oh my gosh, it really works. You know, it does. Um, and, and the crazy thing is she actually, at the end, at the end of the week, she came out ahead. She was a couple hundred bucks ahead. So. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about gambling. So when me and Steph go gambling with my dad, um, he 
you know, he, he's like an old school gambler where it's like, you know, you want to go find like the penny and the nickel machines. And for the most part, he'll play, you know, like if it's a penny machine, he's hitting 40 cents a button. Steph loves the slots, um, but she will do whatever she's feeling at the given time. <laughs> so she'll go like up and down with it. There could be I could look over there and her bets, you know, 40 cents. I can look over there another time. Her bets like three bucks. <laughs> look over there another time. Her bet could be like, you know, buck 50. She just goes everywhere. I've never been much of a gambler, per se, but I like hanging out with people gambling who are having fun. And I'll give you a you know, two classic examples, one being Steph, because she's just sitting there, it's mindless entertainment, and, like, you know, we have conversation, it's a lot of fun. I do the same thing with my mom. My dad is a hoot, and you get my dad and my wife together, they're like a double hoot. And so what I'll do is, like, you know, because me and Steph gambling, that's like, you know, if, if you know, say you throw 100 bucks in the machine, we're throwing 200 bucks in the machine. Right. Because, you know, she's got her machine, I've got mine, I could give two shits about gambling so i'll look at my dad it's like dad i'll tell you what throw a hundred dollars in this machine i'll gamble for you if you win you keep it and if you lose well then you lose it but you know i just want to hang out i don't want to gamble right and so my dad's like shit okay <laughs> so he'll throw a hundred dollars in my machine i just hit a button i have a lot of fun doing that we went with uh with steve yeah this uh last time we were in california where it was i think it was in the fall um, he's not fun to hang out with <laughs> when he's gambling because he goes to the high rollers. Okay. And so I was like, ooh, I got an idea. Hey, Steph, come with me. <laughs> and so she goes in there. Like, Steve, can she gamble for you on a machine next to you? He's like, shit, okay, because, you know, that's, you know, doubling his chances. Right. Sits her down, and he sticks a $100 bill in the machine, and three pushes of the button, it's gone. And right. she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, she, like her heart went to the freaking floor. Yeah. It's like, I'm so sorry, I just lost it. And he's like, ah, if you wouldn't have lost it, I'd have lost it. Who cares? Because, you know, again, we weren't gambling to keep it. We were just having fun. Right. So I like gambling with other people's money because when I lose, I don't lose anything. Yeah, it doesn't hurt your pocket. Yeah, and if I win, I make them happy. So there you go. Yeah. No, it's good. Proceed, I, sir. I ended, up, um, I ended up doing some gambling, but I was playing blackjack. And I was also playing craps. And between the two of them, I ended up, I, st I threw in like 20 bucks and I was playing really, really cheap blackjack at first. I was only playing dollar and uh, I think I got a little bit of money and then I switched over to roulette, not roulette, I'm sorry, craps. And in craps, I ended up making a ton of money because I had a 37 roll streak going. Whoa. Yeah, and because of that, I won some decent money. I went to back to blackjack, and I started betting five dollar bets. I ended up getting up to like four hundred and four bucks, so I cashed out right away. And I was like, ah, four hundred bucks. That's that's a good day. That's not too bad. That and paid for dinner the night before, and drinks. It's fantastic. So uh, I, ca I cashed it in right away, so I had the money, so I wasn't like gonna hurry up and throw the ticket back in and lose all my money so i cashed it out and it was good um i have that picture somewhere uh, but anyway because i had to show Alyssa, i was like hey look i'm up 404 <laughs> bucks anyway <clears throat> um the, the the next day i think that's where we're going the next day 
we didn't do anything really during the day. I think I, that's where I was gambling in the morning. And then um, we ended up going to see Chris Angel. Yeah. Okay. At, Pl- at Planet Hollywood. How was that? That was actually really interesting. Uh, I had never been in Planet Hollywood before. And his bikes are littered throughout the place. His motorcycles. They still have the Gordon Ramsay burger place in there? Yes. Okay. And I wanted to hit that, but couldn't. I God, I want to go there. Yes. Next time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really want to go. So, um, actually, I gambled there, too. Um, I think I got 100 bucks out of that place. Anyway, um, went to see Chris Angel, and I ended up getting fourth row seats. It was actually Alyssa's birthday, um, her birthday present for me, Okay, was to be able to go see him because she's... She doesn't just like his magic. Like she grew up, grew up watching him. And so being fourth row center, she was losing her mind. So th- he does like this is just a solid magic show. He didn't like, you know, sing or do stand up or anything in between. It's just yeah. trick after trick. Uh, no, because he talks a lot. Um, he talked about his religion, you know. Um, he talked about his son having cancer. And Ouch. Yeah, pediatric cancer. Yeah, no thanks. I know. He talked about that. And um, he's very down to earth, very humble. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a flashy guy, right? But it was nice to see that he's human and not just a robot sitting there doing um, magic all the time. You know what I mean? Right. So there was a very personal side to it as well, which I thought was very, very cool. Um, now, you know, I've seen the trick where he's put razor blades in his mouth and swallowed them and he, then he takes the string and he swallows the string and then he pulls the string out and it's got the razor blades tied to it. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, oh God. Is he the dude that made the Statue of Liberty disappear? No, that's David Copperfield. Copperfield. Okay. So he did a few tricks. That, I, you know, I've seen on the show Mind Freak. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I remember that one. Or, oh, that's cool. I remember that. Um, he ended up taking up, he, he brought four women on stage. Okay. And when he brought these four women on stage, he grabbed this big glass bottle. And he had all of these girls check this bottle. Okay. And make sure that there's nothing weird about it. And then he grabs, asked one of them for their phone. And he slams the phone into the side of the bottle and it goes in the middle of the bottle. Like you can't get it out. I don't know how in the hell. And he did it right in front of all of them. Huh? Yeah. One of those where I'm just like, how the hell? Like they checked the whole bottle, all four sides, top, bottom, you know, and he just literally slammed it right in there. It was the craziest thing. No trap door. I mean, obviously, there had to be a It was a trap all glass. There. He ended up having to take a hammer and break the bottom of the glass in order to get the girl's phone back to her. <laughs> I was amazed. Absolutely amazed. I'd have been calling that freaking phone. If he, that was did. my phone, I'd be like, no, they yo, did. step. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He had the, girl, the one lady sitting next to him call the other girl's phone number so that it rang. And sure enough, it rang. Hmm. Yeah, no, it was something unreal. I was like, all right, that's that's impressive. Um, another one that was pretty cool. 
he had this assistant, right? And they took him, put him in a bag. Uh, wait, they put cuffs on him, put him in a bag, tied like a the body bag. bag. It was like a, I don't know, kind of like a potato sack bag oh, okay. kind of thing. But it was big, right? And then they tied it, um, like a, like a shoe, right? So the big bow on it and everything. Put that inside of a chest, close the chest, run a chain around it and lock it, right? Then his assistant gets on top of this box, lifts up the freaking, you know, blanket or whatever. By the she drops it immediately and he's standing there. What the fuck? <laughs> right? Sure enough, they take the chains off, they open up the chest, they pull up the bag, they untie the bag, there she is standing there with the handcuffs on. Like all within seconds. What the fuck? Twins. Crazy. So there was another one. He's standing there talking to us in the front of the stage. And he backs up, stands up on a table, same thing, lifts up a blanket, drops the blanket. He's gone. All of a sudden, the light flashes. He's sitting fucking right behind me. Whoa. I mean, split second, sitting right behind me. The light was boom, and there, oh, fuck, there you are. And the kid that was sitting next to him looked dazed and confused. So I don't know if like he smacked them in the head to make him like not know that he sat next to him. I, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing ever. And I was like, how did he get behind me? He was just in front of me, like literally a tenth of a second ago. That's got to be twin placement. I don't know, dude. It's got to be it twins. It's the craziest thing. So Twin magic. Got to be. <laughs> fucking hell. Hell if I know. <laughs> That was straight out of the Prestige. Remember that movie, The Prestige? Yeah, that was Twin Magic too, wasn't it? That was Twin. You had like an evil twin and the good twin. Uh huh. Huh. All right. I mean, that's what it kind of seemed like. Damn. Yeah, he also hung himself in it. Oh, that was how they started the show. He hung himself. See, I'd have trouble watching that. So, they had people. Anybody who wanted to come up could come up and look at the straight jacket. Try it on. Take a picture with it, right? Okay. And so literally half the theater was in line. To put on a straight jacket. To put on his straight jacket. Ugh. And his straight jacket was legit. Well, nobody really knows, right? Right. Would you know what a legit straight jacket's like? No clue. Right. I don't know either, but it's kind of cool. Like I didn't I'd take a long sleeve t-shirt and like solder the cuff shut and just wrap <laughs> them around me or something. So they were taking pictures with people and everything before Chris even started the show. But then they put him in the straitjacket, tied him all up, hung him from his feet, brought him into the crowd upside down. He was right above us, actually right above Alyssa. And he started spinning like a freaking tornado. And he ended up getting out, right? And then uh, they dropped him down. He fist bumped the kid right next to Alyssa. And then they brought him back out up to the stage. It was really kind of cool. So it was like a family-friendly show. Oh, very family. Well, some of the women aren't dressed necessarily family-friendly. But it's Vegas. But it still was a really cool show. Yeah. yeah. Like, family-friendly in Vegas is you're clothed, and most of your breast is covered, and you're not wearing a thong. 
Yeah, well, yeah, she wasn't wearing a thong, but part of her butt was sticking out, and she had some massive boobs, too. So, under-boob action. Mm. See, to me, like, in Vegas, that's PG. Yeah, in Vegas, it really kind of is. We had that show. Once that was finished, we ended up going over to Caesar's Palace because uh, I was told to go look at a show from a friend of mine called Absent. And we got there kind of early. And they just opened up a... Um, shit, what's a white rabbit called? It's a... Um, yeah, speakeasy. So they just opened a speakeasy. And they brought us to that little speakeasy. Had a couple drinks. And uh, ended up waiting to get into this tent. So Absinthe is... The red and white tent right in front of Hell's Kitchen and right in front of um, Caesar's Palace. Um, amazing show. I'm gra- I'm super happy that my friend Vince told me to go check it out. I guess him and his wife saw it twice because they liked it so much, which convinced me to go check it out. So I spent a couple bills you know, decent bills to get into the show. I got a second row seats and uh, it was definitely worth the money. Clarifying question. The speakeasy is part of the show or the speakeasy? Okay. No, just while you wait. Okay. So really kind of cool. We got in there. The the place was just, it, it looks smaller than it actually is. So once you get in there, you're like, man, it's actually, you know, it's small, but there was a lot of room, but anyway, it was really kind of cool. It was kind of like a combination of like a circus soleil and a comedy show. Really, really kind of cool. Let me guess, you had an old fashioned. I did. I don't think I drank actually. You went to a speakeasy and didn't have a drink. I don't think I did. Man, you were tired. Yeah, I don't think I did. Okay, so you have the show, which, you know, you say it's smaller than you think it actually looks, which I did the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, thinking, you know, I'm going to go into this, like, massive audience. You're in a small room. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the stands. So it's kind of the same concept? Um, It's a circle, right? Right. Because it's a circle tent, and you've got this small little stage in the middle, and then people all all around you. What's it like? Four rows where people can come out of four different doors and run to the middle of the stage and do their act. All right. So you recommend the show? Absolutely recommend the show. So the show was pretty cool because these people would run out from the four little areas and go to the middle and do their little act. But there's one part that I really want to tell you about because it was probably the most amazing thing. And it was just. The, the guy who walks around and introduces everybody, he was he was funny and he was a little sleazy, you know, but it, it really kind of added to the humor. This is an adult show now. Yeah, it's an adult show. This is not a You definitely do not bring kids to this show. Okay. Um, but they ended up saying, uh, the guy ended up saying, hey, you know, who likes free booze, right? Of course, everybody's screaming because there's a bar in the tent. So he's like, all right, he's like, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a dance off. 
And I was like, what is he talking about? So he, he picks on people sitting in the front row. He I'd called, be afraid of that. Yeah, there was like four guys that were sitting together, and he all called them like old frat guys that have that are now like turning gay or whatever. And I would have such a complex in this show. Oh, I don't he, like being picked on. Well, as long as you're not in the front row, you're okay, right? Um, but for the most part, he picked on certain people, and it was it was pretty funny. Um, next to these four, what he called gay guys, there was an old couple, right? And they were probably in their seventies. Um, he called them grandma and grandpa and it was, they were pretty funny. They good sports about it. What's that? Were they good sports about it or did they have a complex too? Oh no, they were great sports about it. Okay. And then there was a guy that, you know, he called an angry little leprechaun because (laughs) he, well, he was bald, but he had this big red beard and then he had his wife next to him, you know, so he was kind of picking on them a little bit, but then he was like, you know, who wants free booze, right? And everybody's screaming. He's like, you know, what, you little angry leprechaun, get up here, you and your wife, come on. And he puts a chair up on stage, right? Now, this is in front of all these people, right? And he's like, whoever does the best dance gets a free round of drinks on me. Okay. And so he's like, you know, you have your woman sit down there and. He's like, I want to see you do a little strip tease for your wife. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, well, yeah, all he did is take off his shirt, right? So he takes off his shirt, puts it around her neck, and, you know, the girls in the crowd are screaming, and, you know, guys are kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, good job, <laughs> you know? But uh, it, it, w- it was okay. And it was like, man, he really put forth the effort. Like, he tried, and he did good. So they get done. He's like, all right, grandma and grandpa, get up here. (laughs) Oh, boy. Never in a million years would you ever think, right? So grandma's sitting in the chair. Grandpa had the hardest time just getting out of his chair. Then he had to walk up the stairs to get onto this circle stage, right? When he gets up on, I'll play the video for you after this, right? Right. But he stands there and his hands are moving in the motion like he's tuning a dial (laughs) While he's like standing in front of his wife, like he wants to grab her boobs and just change the channel. Right. (laughs) And, and he, he was, he's wearing a hat and he didn't, he looked so uncomfortable and so like, I don't know what to do. And his hands are just moving. Like he's tuning in Tokyo. It's been 20 years since I've touched these things. (laughs) Probably. And he was just like, I don't know what's acceptable and I don't know what to do. I mean, you could just kind of look and you see the uncomfortable part. Right. So the guy runs up to the stage and he's like, all right, all right, forget it. Forget it. He's like, switch places, switch places. Because the grandma, she starts moving her hips in the chair. Right. And the crowd's like going crazy. He's like, listen, you ain't going to fucking do anything. This is what he's saying to the old man. You ain't going to fucking do anything. Switch places, switch places. And they weren't really doing it. He had to say it like six times. You'll see. So then finally they switch places, right? Grandpa sits down in the chair and then grandma's there and she just starts shaking her. She's like moving her hips all fluid and everything. (laughs) Like she just took some medicine to like to get those hips not to be so stiff. You know what I mean? Oh and she's doing that and the, the crowd starts going nuts. I mean, going nuts, right? So then she spreads his legs apart. She goes in between his legs and she starts grinding on his leg. What the hell? Oh my God, dude. The place erupted. Like, 
I'm surprised we didn't blow the roof off that place. Like screaming at the top of our lungs. She takes his hat off and puts it on her head and she's grinding him. (laughs) What's he doing? Having a heart attack? Pretty damn much, you know? (laughs) I don't think... I was like, damn, grandma's going to get it up for him. You know, you know what I mean? He's not going to want to get off the chair because he's going to be pitching a tent of his own. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, it was something. And obviously, obviously they won. And, you know, he looked at the little leprechaun. He's like, no competition. I'm sorry to say, but there's no competition. He's like, grandma and grandpa, you guys win a free drink on me. And then he looked at the little angry leprechaun. He's like, you know what? You guys were great sports. You get a free drink anyway. You know? Okay. So it was really, it was really kind of cool, but man. And happy then, ending all around. Happy ending. Well, maybe we're grandpa happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. <Skim. laughs> oh, boy. I'll tell you what, man. It was absolutely hilarious. But there's a couple other things that I want to show you. They had these women on poles. Excuse me. They were swinging around. The whole time? No, not the whole time. Like their thighs were locked into this thing and they're up like 10 feet in the air and they're swinging on these things. One of the chicks almost grabbed my hat. Oh, dang. And I'm sitting in a chair like they're swaying so far down. It was wait till you see is it was really amazing. So they had some really cool stuff. They had these guys from like Germany or Austria or something that are just muscle heads. And they're doing some crazy, like, gravity-defying moves. It was... It was right outside Caesars? Right outside Caesars. Right so in between Caesars and Hell's Kitchen. So this is before you went to dinner? The, or was dinner the next day? Hell's Kitchen was the next day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that, that day was uh, uh, Chris Angel at Planet Hollywood, and then Absinthe. And then after that, we went to Taco Bell Catina. Oh, yeah. And you had uh, Taco Bell food with a spiked freeze. Yeah, with a spiked Baja Blast. Did you get the traditional Baja Blast? No, I ended up getting Pina Colada. And then they added, I went for the upcharge for the better booze. And uh, Are you talking like the difference between like Cuervo and 1800 or is it? No, they put vodka in there. Okay, so there's a difference between so like Smirnoff and like, you know... Grey Goose. Grey Goose? Yeah, so I got Grey Goose. It was good. I like Grey Goose. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Actually, I forgot to show... I got to remind me of that, too, because I got to show you the the drink, like the cup. Thing's insane. Is that the twisty thingy? It's kind of... Yeah, I saw it in your dishwasher. Oh, okay, was, yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, what the hell? That's Alyssa's, yeah. That thing stands like a foot and a half. It's it's tall. So she brought it home to like what drink water out of it? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, man, crazy, crazy how much went in there. Oh, so yeah. did you get a Mexican pizza? Um, uh, I did. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We ended up going to Taco Bell a couple times because we just love Taco Bell. Taco Bell's a bomb. So, yeah, that was that was night number two. Night number three is Hell's Kitchen. Um, yeah, and that was that was obviously an experience in itself. Doing the um, Parmesan truffle lobster risotto. This had to be Sunday. 
This was Monday. It was on Monday? Yeah. Monday was Hell's Kitchen. What was I doing on the couch with my wife? Oh, because you weren't here. So I, I had to go home and hang out with my wife. Because, <laughs> 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 like, Mondays, isn't it? Like, Mondays, I'm usually not at home. <laughs> yeah. So that that was that was great, man. That was supposed to be funny, by the way. <laughs> Came well, off kind of dickish. <laughs> we did that risotto. We ended up doing the baked macaroni and cheese because my daughter is a macaroni and cheese fiend and claims that that macaroni and cheese is the best she's ever had in her life. I will... Okay. Pause. Not really pause on the show to cut this out. Pause the Hell's Kitchen story. We're going to Agora Hills. Basically Malibu. Okay. It's a French restaurant. Mm, they do a... Malibu Francais. Well, I mean, it's a pretend French restaurant. No. Oh. Like... Pretend I'm French. Pretend de Farseille. Je m'appelle Claude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like Joey from Friends. Je m'appelle Jeanne à But yeah, so if you're in Malibu, you just go up the mountain a piece. Right where the 101 freeway is. So 15, 20 minutes from the coast, I guess. It is, I forget the name of it, but I can take you there. I should have sent you there. Anyway, they do a baked mac and cheese. They bake it in skillet, uh, uh, iron skillet, mm-hmm. but they top it off. And I'm not a fan of these chips traditionally, but on this particular dish, they were the bomb. Salt and vinegar Lay's potato chips. Interesting. Interesting is not the word for it. It is, is, well, I don't say this phrase a lot. You say this phrase often. It was an orgasm in the mouth. Hmm. Of food proportions. Interesting. All right, so we're going to take her there. All right, so back to the mac and cheese at Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, got that, and Alyssa just lost her mind. I mean, was this just mac and cheese, or they put stuff in it? No, it was like mac and cheese with. Well, I want. Was it bacon? I think it was bacon on top. But it. I'm not a mac and cheese fan. Like, not it, even craft in a box. No, I. Oh. I really am not a fan of mac and cheese. I could live on mac and cheese and potatoes. Uh, I'm. I'm not. So I. I hate to say this. I've really been spoiled the last month because of the amount of amazing food that I've eaten. You've right? had an interesting month, about a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah, because even Colorado kind of leads into it, too. But the, the I've eaten some just upscale, crazy food, right? I mean, Big Bill food. But the flavors are just stupid. And this mac and cheese is no different. Um, I wouldn't say that I would, if I ever went back there again, I probably wouldn't order it. But it's only because of my complex with mac and cheese. But everybody I know loves it. I even thought it was great. But personally, I'd pick the risotto over it. Does all the risotto have lobster in it? So the risotto had was parmesan and then had truffle flakes on it black yeah 
Yeah. Was it strong? They were they were dark. No. Good. It was not strong. I love truffle, but when it's too much truffle, it just I don't know. I don't like it. I don't care just how expensive it is. Little shaved pieces here and there. Um and then it had I you know, a little strip of lobster on top. Oh, so the lobster wasn't chopped up and cooked in. It was chopped up and just placed on top. Okay. It was just a small little, like about that big. Right. So, um, but the flavor on that thing was just insane. Like, I was like Remy trying to teach his brother to eat cheese with another (laughs) piece of, you know, like (laughs) when you take this and then you pair it with that, you feel the oaky nutty you know it was just <laughs> unbelievable just so good um kind of like that orgasmic thing happening in your mouth but anyway so good um went for the the same meal that i had last time the um eggs benedict no <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I got the country fried steak <laughs> With the pancake. <laughs> it was so good. The only difference is they brought me out the brown gravy, but the white gravy, I, I really wanted the white gravy. Okay, so you didn't get the eggs Benedict. <laughs> no. no, no eggs Benedict. <laughs> I got the sirloin and hash brown scattered and splattered. Uh, what did I Beef get? Wellington. Yeah, the beef Wellington. Alyssa got the Wellington. Her friend got the Wellington. It was why just, would you get anything but the Wellington? So, uh, actually, their their um, braised rib. Oh yeah, you gotta. I do want to try it. I so. did have that when I was there last time. I got to try it, and it was. You don't even need a knife. You just take a fork and it, it like you touch it with the fork and it just falls apart. It's yeah. so tender, so good. So here's the thing: it's like. I'm not going to not have the Wellington the next time that I go there. Steph is not going to not have the Wellington when she goes there. I need a wingman to split a Wellington and a rib with me. Will you be that man? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know what? But here's the thing. If you go there, I'm going to really push you to do what I did the last two times. So... I not only got the Wellington, but I got the wine pairing for it. Oh, that's a done. Now, the wine pairing, they normally pair it with the quilt, but they ran out of quilt. So she gave me the next level up. I nearly shit myself. Was it still a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon? Yes. And it was absolutely amazing. That and was I supposed had, to be our drink review tonight, I by had, the way. I had my daughter try it. Because I was like, take a bite of your Wellington, take a sip of this wine, chew it all together. And I, once again, elevates it, you know, and it's just, there's nothing to say about it. It's just insane. I bought a bottle of Yellowtail. Yellowtail. Yeah, it's it's Australian. Mm. Foster's for beer. It's it's Australian (laughs) for beer. No. Foster's tastes like ass, number one. <laughs> but Yellowtail is supposed to be pretty good. Hmm. And it's not that expensive. But it, it is a Cabernet Sauvignon. And like I said, it's not that expensive, but it's supposed to be really good. Bought a bottle, left it at home. We'll do it next week. You know, uh, <clears throat> talking about that, um, we really need to make some steaks. 
because I want to crack that bottle of quilt and I want you to try it with some steaks. So I don't know if we smoke them, if we grill them, we pan sear them, whatever. We should make some steaks, crack open that bottle and, and have you try it so you can kind of see or at least get an idea of what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> You're, pull my arm harder. Pull yeah. it harder. Skim. Anyway, yes, we will do it. So uh, everybody got the Wellington all around. You didn't yeah. go short rib this time? No, no. Well, I didn't do the short rib last time. It was uh, uh, Dan's friend that did the short rib, but I still tried it, and it was amazing. But the Wellington is that good. Yeah, the Wellington's just stupid good. And you, the last time, you loved the Wellington. You had a minor complaint about it. Yeah. Was that complaint fixed on this round? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, this time I was really, really happy with how it turned out. It was the pastry part, right? Yeah. It was a little soggy at the last one. Yeah. This one, it was nice and crisp. Yes, nice and crisp and just perfect. This one was perfect all the way around. Perfecto. This um, comes from a dude who hates mushrooms. I, I don't pick anything out of the Wellington. I eat it as it sits. Yeah, but those mushrooms are cooked with that prosciutto, so it really kind of gives it that kind of meaty... It just makes it gives you a little bit of an earthy flavor, but you don't really taste the mushroom itself because that's been finely diced. It's been grilled so that all the liquid is gone. And then it's baked against that that puff pastry and the prosciutto. So it really has more of a meaty taste to it. It's illegal how good it is. It is. It is delicious. All right. Definitely. And I'm guessing toffee pudding. Yep, and then I ended up getting the Liquor 43 drink, which I can't explain what it's called. Um, you have Liquor 43, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So basically, it's Liquor 43. It's uh, two shots of espresso and then some kind of like Spanish something put in it. I don't know what it is. And then it's got some fancy... Like a Frangelico? No, no, no. It, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Um and then they give it this fancy Spanish name. Okay. El blah, 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 whatever. El Tastio. Yeah. But I really like it because it's got a, you know, the their their espresso is not really heavy, right? It's not it's not a very heavy espresso. So that with the liquor 43 which is like a vanilla um it's got more vanilla notes to it. It really gives it a really good blend. And so when you have that, it pairs amazing with the sticky toffee pudding, which it's funny that it's called sticky toffee. That's that's really just the sauce that's put over it. Yeah. Do you know what that thing really is? Dates? Yeah. It's dates. Did you tell me that? Maybe I did. But yeah. I'm I not. didn't know. Somebody I told me that. It might have been you. I didn't know because I looked, I looked it up and I went, wait a minute. What the fuck? This thing's dates. Like, I, I would have never in a dates. million years guessed that it was dates. Matter of fact, it was before I came here. Um, I was I was at the house, she's you know wrapping up a couple things, and you know Steph, she was grocery shopping. She was walking in, and she's like, "Oh, I got you something." And she pulls out this big old container of like I can't say it right, Medjool or whatever dates, and I was like, "Oh, freaking love dates, man!" Oh wow, okay, never knew that. So, anywho, yeah. Um, so, Hell's Kitchen was a complete success, it sounds like. 
you know, you can't walk out of that place without feeling absolutely satisfied regardless of the money you spent. And you're not over full. You're satisfied. You guys were probably stuffed because well, you ordered we everything. Because we, we ordered, yeah. Ended up doing a little more than usual because, you know, we did we did the... Um, we did the risotto, we did the mac and cheese, then we got the scallops, then we got, you know, the the meat, Wellington, and then we did the pudding. So, you know, there's there was a lot. You were stuffed. There was a lot going on there. Yeah, we did Caesar salad, Wellington, toffee pudding. I did, um, I think I did, I just did a regular draft beer, but I think they had um, fat tire on tap. So okay. I did a fat tire. Um, Steph, ironically enough, she had, um, she had Starbucks. She brought it in from the street. <laughs> so she drank her Starbucks during dinner. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was night number three. And then, you know, day number four is oh, when no, you came home, right? Still three. Oh, there's more to come. Yeah. So we left that, went back to the hotel to, uh, change, get into something a little more comfortable. And then we went to area 15. Omega Mart. Oh, you went to the grocery store. Yeah, the remember the goat puss. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to explain that one to the listeners or let them look it up? Oh gosh, you know <laughs> that you go in there and they've got a whole mess of weird stuff in there. Um, they had a gummy turkey leg, <laughs> and that gummy turkey leg was cola flavored. They had a gummy pickle, and it was pickle flavored. They had a gummy corn on the cob. Which actually, I still have some of it. And that tastes like buttered popcorn. Yeah, I'll leave that one to imagination. <laughs> yeah, no, the pickle, the pickle, uh, Alyssa really liked. My kids kind of liked it too. <laughs> I got to pause you right there. Your kid was at my house on Sunday for Easter, right? Okay. So I'm at my kitchen island. It's me, Nicole, Alyssa, um, Nicole had a friend there also. Okay. And one of your one of your your little kids. Okay. I think it was I think it was Addie. And you know, I grilled burgers and hot dogs. Real simple Easter dinner, right? Okay. I don't do pickles normally, but somebody I one of your your little ones asked for some relish. I didn't have any. I said, but I do have some pickles. I can get a pickle, chop it up for you. Oh, cool. So break out. Yeah, I think so. So I break out the pickles. I chop it up. And while I'm, you know, sitting there chopping stuff, there was an avocado right there. It's like, you know what? Shoot, I'm feeling kind of chefy right now. Who wants some guacamole? So I whipped up an avocado, got a lime and some garlic salt, and just mashed that up, made some guacamole so they can have some California burgers. And there was one pickle left. And I was like, all right, somebody needs to eat this last pickle. And I'm pretty sure that was hope as well. And so I had this thing of pickle juice, and I'm about ready to pour it down the sink. And Alyssa's like, no, wait. Shot. No. Solo cup. <laughs> so I just poured in the cup. Now, I was doing um, I was doing a Jack Daniels lemonade. Okay. So me and her shared one of those. Yeah. But she wanted the pickle juice straight up. So I had a drink with your kid, just a Jack Daniels lemonade. We just split one. Yeah. And then I, I switched to water, and she switched to pickle juice. She loves pickle juice. That was the craziest thing I've seen all day. <laughs> That's funny. On a day that the Easter Bunny leaves baskets on <laughs> on porches full of candy and shit. 
Yeah, if we finish the jar of pickles, I usually leave the pickle juice because there's, what is it? There's a shot where you, it's two shots actually. One of them is filled with pickle juice and the other one, I can't think of what it, what it is. Yeah, this was untainted, straight up pickle juice. I took it from the Colossan jar yeah. into the Solo cup. She took the Solo cup yeah. and drank it. It's like, man, I should have brought more of the Jack Lemonade. Because it was, it was left over from the review we did from the podcast last week with okay. uh, with my buddies. We it, it, that was a train wreck of a drink review, by the way. They <laughs> they did some of those. It was like a tequila seltzer. Oh, really? Tasted more like tequila ass. But we had um, four cans of the um, Jack lemonade or whatever. Okay. So between the three of us, it took two of them to do the review. I had two left over. I drank one. I had one left. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share this with Alyssa. Anyway. All right. Sorry. I, I, I detoured you. We're talking about your, your kid. Some gummy pickle thing. Go. So, yeah, they had these gummies. And they're, I don't know. My, my kids kind of like some of them. Um, but the place is really weird. They have their own brand of cola. They have um, just some weird stuff. Um, as you walk through, you see that like there's a camping section, and you can climb through the tent, and you'll end up going into a whole nother room. And this whole other room is completely just I I don't know how to explain it psychedelic. Okay, so trippy. Very trippy. Um, I got to show you some pictures, but absolutely crazy some of the stuff that's in this place. Now, there's a story about a girl, the guy that owned Omega Mart, his daughter went missing. Okay. And so in the back of Omega Mart, there's like um, a little hut, which is her bedroom. That is supposedly left, how she left it. And there's clues all over the place. And you just go through this whole place trying to figure out what happened to his daughter. So it's like an escape room slash murder mystery. Um, I guess to a certain extent, yeah. But it's self-guided. And you just kind of figure it out. Okay. So, very, very interesting. But some of the stuff that they had in there was visually just mind-blowing. Like the room spinning, I got to get out of here, or like, oh, my God, give me more? <clears throat> um, let's just say that I was stuck in, <laughs> ma- in many rooms. Like, Squirrel? <laughs> for example, like this room. Okay. I got stuck in that room. Just staring? Yes. Were you chemically enhanced? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm sitting, uh, because I'm not, but I'm sitting here staring at this. I'm like, that's kind of cool, but it's weird. Yeah. Looks like something off of a Disney park. It's really pretty cool. Um, This, this was something else. Another room. Oh, yeah. You'd have to get me out of there. Oh, no. No, just keep watching. And it just 
so mind blowing. I'd freak out. <laughs> so mind blowing. I mean, yeah. The there's so many different like rooms and stuff in there. Um, such a neat place. I don't. I don't know if I saw everything there. And I want to go back. Yeah, I'd freak out in that room. Last one was kind of cool. Um, this was another cool room. It's like it's got like white leaves all over it, but then they're like showing different like. Yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, it's really something else. All right, what Alyssa think of it? Uh, she liked it. She thought it was cool. I thought that was. I thought it was beyond cool. So if I went through this particular room, somebody would have to stand next to me and I'd have to have one hand on their shoulder. I couldn't what? walk through that. That's like... It's like a huge tie-dye shirt. Yeah. That's but, moving. But yeah, I have no depth perception. <laughs> I have a hard time walking down stairs if there's not a, enough lighting. <laughs> I really don't sound so cool sometimes on this podcast. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's something else. This, this. Nah, I mean, you've got my interest sparked to at least go check the place out. I just want to see some of the things that they sell. Yeah, this room was absolutely huge. Projector all the way around. It just covered your um, peripheral vision, so it was just fully immersive. Could you imagine if they had things like this in the 1960s? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. We probably never would have come out of that. <laughs> <laughs> they probably everybody would we we just still be stuck there. Um, they had this other room that was really cool and it flashed. Oh, right? strobe. Yeah, it was strobe. But every time that there was a strobe, it took a picture of you. And every section, every wall showed a different side of you. That's uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd want them looking at me. I'd go in there with like a funny colored this glow in the dark super Dodgers jersey. Super trippy room. I'd wear that Bad Bunny jersey that I uh, <laughs> that I I don't personally have, but I have acquired that I just have not found the right person to give it to. That's a Bad Bunny Dodger jersey. I think it glows in the dark. That was my ticket. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, Omega Mart was super super cool. There was uh, a lot of neat stuff in there. Definitely want to go back there. And that, uh, so that wraps up night three and then like four, day four, you came home? Uh, no, day five. Uh, so day four, we ended up doing, um, five below, the uh, ice bar. Oh, the, that I want to try. Yeah, that, that was, well, I don't think I'd ever do it again. No. Um, I, I thought the experience was pretty neat. It was cool that the whole place was all ice. Uh, they give you a jacket, they give you gloves, um, and then the cups. So these are jackets and gloves that other people have worn? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm not down with that. Yeah. But it's so damn cold in there, you don't care. Like, I wore a T-shirt, a sweatshirt, jeans, and then I wore that jacket and the but gloves like that they gave me. Vegas acquires some shady characters. I'd be afraid of catching bed bugs. Uh, I don't think those kind of people are going to this kind of bar okay you know what i mean um but you reckon they watch their shit i'm they would have to but 
this place was just so damn cold. I mean, my limbs ended up going numb. It was really difficult. Even with the gloves, it just wasn't enough. The glass that they give you is made out of ice. And then they pour your drink into this cup. So it was really it's just cold all the so way So it's around. just hard to enjoy the experience if you're that cold. Um, certain people, there's no way in hell they would ever want to do that. Um, I thought it was pretty neat. It was a great experience. Um, the, Never hand, the hands and the feet got pretty <laughs> dang cold that, after an hour and a half. Oh, that's too long. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm thinking like 20 minutes. Oh God, well, you, you're paying to go into this place, and then you what you pay for, they give you two cards, which are your two drinks, right? And you can still pay for drinks, but yeah. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. And then her friend had never been to Benihana's, so we ended up going to Benihana's. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, so we did that too. And then uh, the last day, we didn't do anything. We just pretty much got on an airplane and then I picked you up. Yeah, got on an airplane and came home. You need to try, like I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but like you got to go to Disneyland with a kid who is, you know, of age. Or, you know, just come with me next time we go. Yeah. Because they have a new Star Wars land, but they have a Star Wars... Like, you, do you remember any of the part of the original movies? Not really. I Okay, so they have a, a bar or club, so to speak. The very, very first movie, which as it turns out to be actually number four in the timeline. They designed a bar um, off of that part of the movie. I took Brianna there. After she turned 21. That's a bar that has like all the aliens and stuff in it, right? Yeah. I kind of remember that. They got some pretty good drinks in there. I took her there on the Disneyland side. Excuse me. And then on the other side, Marvel, they have a bar too. That was our favorite. We actually went to that one twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was, that one was really, really good. Anyway. So let me ask you this question as we wrap up your traveling endeavors. Uh, we'll do one more part of this show before we move on and wrap it up. But you done traveling, man? Are are you going to be splitting a state <laughs> anytime soon that I can expect? Because you know, do I need to book any more you know backup co-host, or are you here for the <laughs> long haul? Um, so, because like in the past, you know, few I've had my wife as a guest host. I've had some buddies as a guest host. I've actually got my wife lined up as another guest host to you know, kind of like as a on the burner, <laughs> like just in case. And then I got, you know, another guy who, and then I got another guy um, who wants to do a, 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 like a special episode with me that, you know, actually sounds kind of fun. Sure. But it's like, this is the two loose screws. Yes, sir. The two loose screws are reunited. Are you going anywhere, dude? Um, No, not for a while. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> no, Thursday. Well, technically, yeah. that is tomorrow. Yeah, no. But I'll be back in time to record. Right and, and then me and you are probably going to leave, you know, three, four weeks after that. Mm-hmm. We'll record on the road. No, we can do that. Yeah, so... W- w- Wait, really? That could be We're interesting. We're not bringing the stands. No, heck no. Heck no. We're going to bring a computer and a couple of microphones. Okay. Now, I don't want to haul these things around. Although they do sound better. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll figure it out. Either way, 
you're here. No, I don't really have much going on except uh, that trip that we have planned, and then I have another one. Well, I haven't. I have one in July, and then one in September, beginning of October. Yeah, so we'll record two episodes the week before. So I got one in the can. July should be fine though, because I'm just going to Flagstaff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really going anywhere far. Yeah, so you're going two hours away. Yeah, two and a half hours. All right. Well, cool. So, as requested by some of our listeners, they wanted our take on some conspiracy theories. They they got to listen to us interview some paranormal investigators, and to this day. <laughs> that is still our least popular show we've ever done. Really? It really is. I don't get That's it. That's a shame. Yeah, it really is. I thought a lot of the stuff that they had was really quite interesting. Yeah, we were supposed to apparently go with them last week to an overnight investigation. Oh, that was last night? Last week. Last week? Yeah. Hmm. We missed it. Shoot. Shoot. But anyway. Yeah, you seem really... Really upset about that, Chris. Yeah, I am. Like, who? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, shoot. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, in the spirit of, you know, giving the listeners what they ask for, I've decided to come up with three of some of the top conspiracy theories that we can give our opinion on. And, and I think they're really going to value our opinion. So, let's go with the first one. Conspiracy theory. Did we really land on the moon? Your take? We landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim. My yeah. take, we landed on the moon. Next. <laughs> yes, we landed on the freaking moon, people. Like, get out of your mother's basement. Come get some oxygen. Maybe go down to the Taco Bell, get you six hard ones. A Coca-Cola or Pepsi-Cola as they sell. Some fire sauce. You said six hard ones. I did say six hard ones. Get you six hard ones. Crunchy tacos. Six hard ones. It's <laughs> another nod to my brother, Michael. I give him one a week. That was his this week. <laughs> um, just get some air, man. Stop thinking that the world's against you. We landed on the freaking moon. Get over it. Uh, this next one's actually a little more interesting. We can probably have a minor intelligent conversation, considering that we weren't even there. JFK. So, mm. when we were kids, we were promised some declassified articles, and there's been a couple different times where they have declassified articles, and of those articles that are declassified... It's basically like, and I'm not exaggerating, it's like 12, 13,000 pages that just reinforce the fact that it was still Lee Harvey Oswald that was behind it. <sighs> I have my opinion. You want to go first on this one? What's your opinion? No, I want to hear your opinion. Okay. It's probably not that different from yours, but mine's a little more probably breathy. <laughs> so... I think, too, it, it's like one of those things that's like, you know, the surface American, people who learn things on the surface and they don't deep dive, their thought process is, well, there was the Cuban Missile Crisis, so we're feuding with Cuba. 
the reality behind that is we were actually feuding with Russia. <laughs> hmm? Russia. US they were the ones who sent the missiles to Cuba. USSR? Yeah, USSR. Hmm. Russia, USSR, the Soviets, so to speak. Yes. That's who the real feud was, was with. So you had people in the president's cabinet who were, you know, they essentially, they just, they wanted to wipe, you know, Castro and his people off the earth. But, you know, Kennedy's fear was that it would trigger a nuclear war. That was basically, in a nutshell, the Cuban Missile Crisis, yeah? Yes, sir. Russians sent missiles to Cuba, Cuba set them up, and within minutes they can hit anywhere in the U.S. Kennedy wanted to do be a little more I don't know what's the term diplomatic he he did not want to there was people who were triggering for how do you say this I don't want to say they were warmongering they were what warmongering but hmm. they wanted to attack Kennedy did not want to attack so there were people within his own cabinet and his own administration that thought he was being a little too soft on the Soviets Rather than attack, he was going through... Because eventually the whole Cuban Missile Crisis was resolved in back channels. They wound up, you know... I think it was Robert Kennedy who met with, you know, a couple spies from, you know, Russia, I think, at the Russian embassy. And they essentially, you know, in a handshake deal, they ended the crisis right there. So crisis is over, but we got some, you know, you got to pull this into context, you know, <laughs> you got a bunch of burly men probably, you know, wanted their military to, to be flexed because they didn't want us to come off soft. So my thinking is that it was a combination. I don't think it was any one entity that was responsible for it because I know that, you know, internally the CIA, you know, or people within his own cabinet, they wanted Kennedy gone because they did not see him as a strong president. To this day, I still don't know what the mix-up is with the mafia, but there's mm -hmm. some conspiracy out there where, where they're involved, as well as, um, oh, God, who is it? The, um, the Cubans. No. There's a third party here. I took notes on this. What was I talking about? You were talking about uh, methamphetamines and uh, <laughs> heroin addiction. No, it was the diehard, um, like the, <laughs> the, the Castro followers. So here's my thinking. I think ultimately when it comes down to it, is there an actual spearhead, one person responsible for it? No, because I don't think anybody wanted to be able to take the blame for that. Mm -hmm. So I think it was a collaboration of multiple organizations some within this government some within the mafia some not of this country i think it was a collaboration hmm. of planning and executing and lee harvey oswald was the um he was the proxy that's my opinion what's your sir i don't know if i have an opinion on this honestly um I'm not very good, actually, with conspiracy theories. 
I'm always afraid somebody's going to listen to this, and if especially if I strike a nerve the right way, then they're going to knock on my door and they're going to take all my papers. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not really huge in conspiracy theories. Like, you know, I there was one that I mentioned to you, that one only because there's some numbers involved. Let's save that one for the end. Yeah, but otherwise, I picked out three and you had the one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't want to come off like I don't care. It just that was before my time. Yeah. I wasn't even born yet. I don't know. The whole Kennedy thing, I, I've i heard something about CIA being involved or something like that, and I'm, it's kind of tough. It is. It's kind of tough because I, I don't really know. All I heard is the CIA somehow was involved. and. But soft. the idea around it was that he was a soft president, and a lot of it stemmed from the way that he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis, even though that ended okay. Because, again, if you if you read your history books, we were very, very close to a nuclear war with Russia. But it, it didn't happen. Why didn't it not happen? It's just like, oh, the Cuban Missile Crisis was a crisis, and the next day it's not a crisis anymore. Yeah, I don't know, because... Yeah... Yeah. So obviously there was some backdoor deals being made. So maybe that <laughs> skew. <laughs> so maybe that uh, rubbed skew <laughs> some people the wrong way. I don't know. I just I I don't think I think the the big thing is there's plausible deniability. You know, no one organization or entity can take credit for it because you know they need that plausible deniability. So you probably had multiple collaborations has to be and then those collaborators are probably dead so that there's the ultimate deniability when there's you know if you're not breathing you can't deny anything true you know whether that means lbj was involved who knows i don't know and i'm not gonna say i don't care i just i don't have a dog in the fight i don't have time to sit here and pull these conspiracy theories apart do i think it was you know Lee Harvey Oswald just, you know, ran to by himself plan that? Well, no, because look at the video. There was multiple freaking gunshots from different directions. So, no, he wasn't the only one. So, obviously, something happened. Will we ever find out? Probably not. Um, did we walk on the moon? Yes, we walked on the freaking moon. Uh, lastly, Area 51. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, I just think it's a testing facility for new aircraft. I concur. Do you believe in aliens? You know, I've struggled with this, but the more and more I look out there, there's got to be. I mean, we're such a small little speck in a floating vacuum of nothingness. To think that we're the only ones that have life on a planet is kind of naive if you think about it kind of yeah. i agree with you and with that being said area 51 do i think it has it is home to ufos where there's little green people with cone-shaped heads coming out of it no i do not no i think it is a testing facility period end of story but they have to keep it tight and under wraps because they don't want our enemies getting access to these things that they're testing. Which is funny because 
I don't know. Area 51 is a pretty famous area. Yeah, you can go to the gates of it. You just can't fly over I it. I mean famous in the sense that I think everybody knows about Area 51. And they know where it's at. It's on Google Maps. Right. The only thing that you can't so do what is are fly. You, what are we really hiding then? That's the real question. There's probably some stuff in there that we don't want to know about. It ain't freaking green men in flying saucers. Right. No, it's like it's government secrets and military crap. I forgot what show I, I was watching, but they. Uh, was it a show? Movie? Dude, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> See, that's how freaking irrelevant some of these conspiracy people, you know, people are like Jesse Ventura is a big conspiracy theorist and like it's if he's on and I'm listening to him it's like okay you know what that's pretty interesting but at the you know at the end of it I'm like who fucking cares I totally had something that I just lost it it's like a documentary or a movie you'll probably remember like an hour from now when you're laying yeah probably I just can't think of it so we concur, Area 51, there's no green men and flying saucers there. It's government secrets from, like, you know, test aircraft. That's what it was. It was either a movie or, or a documentary or something where they they claimed that we, we ended up taking a spaceship, and that spaceship had um, stuff in there that we now use today hmm. as far as, like, guns and stuff like that. Yeah, because everybody knows other planets. They have lead and stainless steel. and Of course. Yeah. Right? Makes and sense. Uranus is all ice, isn't it? <laughs> well, at nighttime, it gets pretty cold in my house. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that makes sense. Um, no, but there is one planet that's like all diamonds or some shit, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't followed astronomy since high school. Once I graduated, I didn't need it anymore. But supposedly, like some of our technology, they claim comes from UFOs. Well, supposedly the technology that we're using is technology that the government sold to consumers because they no longer need it because they have far more advanced stuff. I do believe that. Yeah, me too. For sure. So I mean, we're we got a lot of smart people in this world, and I'm I'm guessing that the government employs a bunch of them. They also employ some dipshits. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, you you design this this type of technology, and then when you're done with it, make a buck on it. There's your conspiracy. You want to talk about conspiracy theories? You conspiracy theorist, look into that one. It's all tied around money. That's all I had in conspiracy. I hate to disappoint the listeners, but those were the three ones I had. They didn't give me specifics. Here's the bottom line. We're not a conspiracy theory show. We took, you know, three of the most popular conspiracy theories out there. We just gave our opinions on them. But Sean here has a fourth one that he would like to share with y'all. Yeah, the whole Denver airport. Which I've never heard this before, and you kind of got into it, and I said, no, wait, let's break this down on the show. All right, so the Denver International Airport officially broke ground in September of 1989. Um, It didn't open until February of 
95. So it was 16 months behind schedule. Think about that. 16 months. We're talking about a whole, well over a whole year behind schedule. Um, the airport had a budget of $2 billion. $2 billion. Let's think about this. You're laying tarmacs down, some lighting, and a building, $2 billion. I wonder what the budget was on LAX. I, I mean, bro, this started in 1989. Two bil- billion was, was a lot different in 89. Two billion in 1989, okay? But they went over budget. By how much? $2.8 billion. So, like, almost $5 billion. $4.8 billion to build this airport. It's um, kind of a wide margin to overshoot, wouldn't you say? Can I Let, let's point just, something out Let's to just you? think that, Mr. Andrews, you, you bought yourself a new house, right? Right. We're just going to give it a round number, Okay. You bought, we'll say you bought your house for $100,000. If you had $100,000 in your pocket to pay for this house, be like, great, I'm paying it off. The builder comes to you once it's all done and says, ah, sorry, Mr. Andrews, it's $200,000 now. And sorry, we didn't get it done in the 12 months that you needed it done by. It took us 24 months. What, where would your mind be? Hmm. I'm, I'm still thinking about that one episode where we got to spend our lotto money. I got to have a bar and some Dodger gear and a theater. <laughs> I'm just saying they, they damn near doubled the budget and they took even longer to build it. So what what the hell were they doing? Like, Well, I'll tell you this much. They're doing a complete makeover of LAX right now. Okay. Right now. Complete makeover. Okay. Have you ever been to LAX? Uh, once. Like a horseshoe. Big ass yes. airport. Multiple buildings. You want to know what the budget for that is? I'm afraid to know. You're going to be surprised. How much? In 2023, $1.62 billion completely makes over the airport. That's crazy. And so you're talking about 1989 to build the Denver airport for mm-hmm. almost $5 billion? Well, it was $2 billion, but they went $2.8 billion over budget. So what's the conspiracy? Well, so conspiracy theorists naturally began to wonder what exactly all that money could have been used for. Because, I mean, in theory... When you think about it, somebody bids two thousand or two billion dollars to build this airport. How do you go more than double budget? The budget. There's something else going on. Usually, somebody's involved that's got the power to tell somebody to not ask questions. Just saying, there's something going on. So, are is there like just people who are sitting in a room like just? Rolling dice, taking guesses to what it is, or there's some actual valid theories stuff out there. Stuff like the New World Airport. There's a little like, there's a rock in there that um, 
they have. It's called the New World Airport. It's a little weird. What's that mean? Check it out. The New World Airport. Commission construct an airport because it doesn't then be damn be. Dude, we don't fucking live in Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and shoot that one as a improbable. <laughs> they have secret tunnels. Okay, what do they lead to? Uh they have uh trams. Which may or may not shuttle lizard people to their bunkers. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, boy. <laughs> may or may not shuttle lizard people. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know, but, you know, there's definitely something going on where they got stuff built underneath this airport. You think they're just hiding a missile silo for nukes? Potentially. That seems a little more probable. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, though. It, but you know what? It does spark interest because you take... I've been to Denver's airport. It's not a. It's not exactly a large airport. I mean, it's not small. It's a decent size. But, I mean, it's a pretty simple square building. Mm-hmm. It's an easy airport to get in and out of. There's nothing fancy to it. Not at all. And it costs... Five billion in '89, when 1.6 billion in 2023 will completely do over all of the terminals. When you can probably fit three Denver's in one LAX, definitely raises some eyebrows. Yeah, for sure. Huh? Conspiracy theorist. I understand why you guys sit in your basements and you you think this stuff through. It. Uh, it, it does. It, it is a head scratcher. Yeah, it really is. So my encouragement to you, if if I may, is the same thing I said about 10, 15 minutes ago. Come out of the house, get you some fresh air, go get you Starbucks, go grab you, you know, some tacos or some nachos, Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. Love life a little bit. Because the government that you're accusing of conspiring, they're not conspiring against you, young man or young woman. Mm-hmm. Go enjoy your life and live your life. And when the world says it's time to end by hook or by crook, then it's time to end. Until then, don't live in fear. Mr. Warwa? Yes, sir. It's getting, it's all, it's all getting like, late. Yeah, that's all I got. Welcome back. I'm tired. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. I need to I need to kind of chill for a while. It's been too busy. Yeah, well, you know what? We should probably record an episode at my house next week. My dogs missed you. Or the week after. Dogs. My dogs missed you. My puppies. Dogs and free emotional I am. <laughs> well, no, because you haven't been there in a freaking month. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's it's definitely been a while, that's for sure. All right, well, I'm going to cut us off right here. We were going to talk about the sell of WWE because me and you were following it closely. We're going to talk about that in a little more detail next week. That's because that gives me a little bit of time to kind of dive into that a little more because I just barely touched the surface of it. And there may be more information out. Um, until then, Shawnee Boy. Yes, sir. You want to do another one? Okay. All right, well, until then... 
we are the Two Loose Screws. This is the Two Loose Screws podcast. I am Chris, and that is Sean. You want to do the honors right here? Good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We're out. Bye.